Hello, and welcome to the A Character Analysis of Kindred podcast. Today, Kindred will be discussed through three points. The points to be discussed are how Kindred's characters reflect and represent personal sacrifices, heroism, survival, and coping mechanisms. The formal thesis is, in Kindred, Dana, Kevin, and Sarah, Nigel, and Carrie survived their challenges through making personal sacrifices, transforming their fear into fearlessness to become heroic, finding the best way to survive, and or utilizing proper coping mechanisms to ensure their survival. The discussion will also look at why these characters felt that they needed to do this. The first person up for discussion is Dana. Dana is the main character of the story. The first time she accidentally time travels to save Rufus was when he was drowning. She exhibited personal sacrifice in this moment because she was very confused about what was happening to her. But she still mustered up enough courage to save Rufus. This is an example of her turning her fear into fearlessness. Another example would be at the end of the story, when Dana refused to let Rufus take advantage of her by trying to rape her, she actually winds up killing him. This scene was the most interesting because before Dana kills Rufus, she was intent on finding the best way to survive her time travel circumstances without actually hurting him. After her first couple of trips, she makes a bag that had necessities for when she would randomly time travel to save Rufus. She had a blouse, a pair of pants, underwear, a sweater, shoes, and a switchblade. She also befriended Rufus to cope with having to be in such circumstances. She was reluctant at first, but found a way to humble herself so that she could make her time on the plantation as less stressful as possible. One of the ways Dana did this was taking care of Alice when Rufus raped her and almost killed her. Dana did not want to take care of Alice at first, but she did it anyway. So why did Dana do all of this for Rufus when she despised that he was a slave owner and she despised slavery in general? Classic story structures and what they teach us about novel plotting explains that every single story worth telling is about transformation via trials. Kindred is no different. Kindred is the story of Dana's revenant. Before the time travel, Dana was content with her life. She was content with her marriage, and she was content with who she was. However, by the end of the story, she changed. She had more of an appreciation for her family's history, and thus had more of an appreciation for herself. Dana did all of these things because she embodied the hero's journey in Kindred. She had to go through the trials to become a better her. 
This makes Dana a dynamic character. She underwent major changes as far as her character development. When she first arrived on the plantation, she hated Tom Whalen. She was disgusted at the fact that he was a slave owner. However, by the end of the novel, she kind of realizes that Tom Whalen was just a product of his environment. That he wasn't a monster at all, just an ordinary man who sometimes did the monstrous things his society said were legal and proper. She realized that everything wasn't just black and white, that there were gray areas as well. Next up for discussion is Kevin. Kevin is Dana's husband. The special thing about their relationship is that they are an interracial couple. Kevin is white and Dana is black. Octavia Butler's incorporation of Kevin being white and Dana being black was crucial to the story plot. Due to the dynamics of their relationship, Kevin made a lot of personal sacrifices. His family wasn't so keen on him marrying Dana. But he did it anyway. For example, he purposely went through the portal with Dana on her third time saving Rufus. What's interesting is that Kevin had a positive outlook regarding Dana's time travel throughout the beginning stages. However, towards the end, he was starting to get a little rocky with how he felt about Dana's time travel and her time on the plantation. At first, he encouraged Dana to find ways to make sure that she was safe when she time-traveled. He even thought about trying to find a way to forge free papers for her. One way that he transformed his fear into fearlessness was when he rescued Dana after Tom Whalen had whipped her for running away. He stood up to Rufus after he threatened them with a gun. Due to the fact that Kevin was white, he wasn't in any real danger, so he didn't necessarily have to find a way to survive and use coping mechanisms. But the scene with the gun when Rufus threatened to kill them was particularly interesting because we see his character develop in that moment. He was fearless in protecting Dana. Even though he didn't have to find a specific way to survive and use coping mechanisms, he did help free some slaves. He fed them and hid them during the day. He also decided to grow a beard to disguise himself. This makes Kevin a dynamic character as well. So why did he decide to help? Just like many other Caucasians in the novel and in real life, if something did not inadvertently affect Kevin, he was often blind to what was going on around him. Dana said it best in the beginning of the novel. Things don't really resonate with you until you go through it. It's one thing to hear about situations, but when you're placed in them, 
The ante is apt. Once Kevin realized that slavery was truly gruesome, he also realized that he had the resources to help. Going from the seeing the world through rose-colored glasses archetype to one actually going out of his way to free slaves is serious character development. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Kevin was a different person by the end of the novel. He wasn't as optimistic and naive when it came to how the world worked. For example, after being around such turmoil on the plantation, he became sort of skeptical regarding Dana and Rufus's relationship. It was understandable that he would feel that way because their relationship was slightly odd. However, Dana does a good job at explaining why this might be. She says that the slaves seem to like Rufus, hold him in contempt, and fear him all at the same time. I had my thoughts, and my feelings were complicated because he and I had a strange relationship. But then, slavery of any kind fostered strange relationships. The next people up for discussion will be some of the slaves in Kindred. The slaves in Kindred were all different in how they dealt with their trials and tribulations on the plantation. Sarah, Carrie, and Nigel were amongst the slaves that were successful in ensuring their survival. Sarah was the cook of the house, and she often ran the house in Miss Margaret's absence. She believed in working hard to make sure that she survived. She despised Margaret Whelan, but continued to obey her every command. She says, But it wasn't good enough for white trash Margaret. So she makes Mars Tom sell me three boys, sell my three boys to buy things she didn't even need. Miss Margaret sold her three boys. And she was distraught. However, she continued to take care of the house. Why did she do this? She did this because by making this sacrifice, she turned her fear into fearlessness and sort of became heroic in a sense. She became a sort of sage for the slaves. She was someone they could turn to for wisdom. Dana was one of the many people she looked out for that was not her child. Even though she was hard on the slaves, she did it out of love. She wanted to make sure that they were the best they could be, even though their lives were diminished to slavery. Sarah is a static character. She's a static character because she did not really change throughout the entire novel. She was consistent in who she was. However, she did not have a lot of room as a slave to reinvent herself as a dynamic character. She didn't go through many of the trials and, tribu and tribulations that Dana and Kevin went through. Now, Carrie was her daughter. 
She was the only child left after Margaret Whalen, as stated before, sold her kids. Carrie was mute. Therefore, she wasn't sold because she wasn't worth much. Carrie was one of the smartest slaves because of her disability. Her strength was keeping a low profile. She was also aesthetic character, just like her mother, because she also didn't get the chance to reinvent herself as a dynamic character. Her position didn't change. Nigel used his talents to survive. At first, he was Rufus's good friend. But because of the dynamics of their relationship, Nigel quickly realized that they could never be real friends. Rufus was master. His family owned him. So eventually, he decided to run away because of this harsh reality. Unfortunately, he was caught and whipped for it. But fortunately, he proved himself useful and kind of turned his luck around. He realized that he could utilize himself as a sort of handyman. Rufus was very lenient with him. And you could see that love was still there because he actually allowed him to hire his time out and work for other whites in order to make money for building materials. In return, Rufus took a part of his earning. And in return, Nigel gave him peace of mind that he wouldn't run away again. Because of this, Nigel can be seen as a dynamic character. Unlike the other slaves, Nigel turned his rebellion into something that could benefit him in the long run. He did this because he knew that this would be one way to ensure his survival. He knew that he was on thin ice with the Waylands after running away and was more than likely grateful that he was allowed to live and continue his work. Thomas Jefferson said, The whole commerce between master and slave is a perpetual exercise of the most boisterous passions, the most unremitting despotism on the one part and degrading submissions on the other. It is the masters versus the slaves in every aspect of the novel. However, there are some things to take away from Kindred. Things are not always black and white. Slavery fuels a mythology of privilege that provides a justification for those who have at the expense of those who are the have-nots. It also teaches us that survival is the only option. Making sacrifices, channeling your fear into fearlessness, and finding ways to cope with it all is just a part of the journey to get through the ride of life. Thanks for listening!